want to show all the hoopla. I hate what's going on on Instagram right now. Everybody living their fake life, mm. putting up pictures of like baby giraffes and like hot chicks and <laughs> and fifty thousand dollars cash on a bed mm-hmm. and and a boat and painting a lifestyle that is not realistic. And and I I want to have this conversation because I think that I have a big enough voice to start the conversation mm. about look. This, there is a level of talent here and what we need to all be doing is figuring out what we're best at and going all in on that. People who are great at their craft became great. And you'll, if you read their stories, you'll learn that obviously it's not like, um, like one of the people who talks about is Leonardo da Vinci. It's not like Leonardo da Vinci uh, woke up one day and was painting incredible paintings. Like there was this long process of apprenticeship and this long period of suffering. Even the fact that da Vinci was, um, he was like an illegitimate child, so he didn't have all the rights and privileges of being, uh, of having like some of the more noble professions, so he had to go into art, and because he had to go into art, and he wasn't allowed to like live in his father's house, he had to study and be you know, an apprentice, and there went through, he went through this whole process. And the idea of mastery, I think, a lot is lost on our generation. The idea of becoming really, really good at something. And you can tell that because of the social media use that we have. And because of the way that our attention, the, the arc of our attention now, and how short that arc is. We're losing our ability to focus deeply on something even when it's boring. Mm-hmm. Um, which is another thing, there's another book by Cal Newport called Deep Focus. Um, or I'm sorry, it's called Deep Work. And it just talks, again, kind of links in with mastery, talking about the ability to go deep, to go really deep on a skill that you're trying to build, uh, uh, or go deep on a path you're trying to take in your life. We don't accept boredom anymore. We don't. No, we don't. don't. And we've we've, we've uh, made the, in our minds, we somehow confuse passionate with entertaining. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, so like that means if I'm, I'm doing, I'm so passionate about this thing, like, but that means I need to be entertained by it all the time. No, it takes a lot of work to get good at something. And that means struggle, that means hardship, and that means a lot of boredom. Yeah. And with all these fucking distractions, I mean, look, I have two phones, I've got a laptop, you've got the phones, like, there's all these distractions coming out that are just begging for our attention that it's so easy to give up at every moment, and therefore we feel like, oh, we're let down, we're not making, we're not making, it's, it's hard to go deep, it's really hard to go deep and to focus on something, and then you place that within the context of like, you know, everything that I was talking about. Most of things that happen in life you have no control over. You don't control your parents, where you're born, when you were born, what era, really what schools you go to, anything like that, and then beyond that, just things happen to you. And, and so the way I look at it, maybe 95, 96% of what happens in life, you have no control over. It's <laughs> just circumstances coming at you. But you have a little margin of control. And power is the ability to increase that tiny little margin to four, five, 6%. And how do you increase that margin of control over circumstances, over people? Well, the, 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 the gist of it is controlling yourself self-mastering. Power begins from within. If you're aware of who you are, if you're aware of what you're good at, what you're not good at, if you're able to see how emotions kind of govern your life, if you can learn what your weaknesses are and how to control them, you can't ever get complete control, but awareness is almost enough. Slowly through this process of knowing who you are and understanding other people and how they operate so you don't make stupid mistakes in life, 
you can increase that little tiny margin more and more and more and you will be a person of power. The capacity to strengthen and increase your hunger is the one common denominator amongst the most successful people. You know, uh, you know Richard Branson's a good friend of mine and Peter Goober, Steve Wynn, all these guys, they've never lost their hunger. Most people are hungry to achieve a certain amount, make a certain amount of money, and then they get comfortable and relax, or to get a certain level of fitness, and then they relax. But, you know, Richard is as driven today as when he was 16 years old starting. I mean, he's like on fire, and he's 65 years old. Warren Buffett is 85 years old. He's as driven today as when, you know, he began the journey, right? And so people that have that hunger, I believe intelligence, I love people that are wickedly smart. And I work to be wickedly smart by educating and training myself and so forth and training my brain. But intelligent, not just intelligent people can't fight the way of people back,
feet. Man ain't like a dog. And when I say man, I'm talking about man is in mankind, not man is in men. Men, we a lot like a dog. You know, we like to piss on things. Sniff a ditch when we can. You can get a little pink heart on the way they do it. We tattoo it and shit, you know, we gonna protect our own. Man is in mankind, not man is in men. As men, well, we a lot like a dog. You know, we like to piss on things, sniff a bitch when we can. Even get a little pink heart on the way they do. And we tattoo it and shit, you know, we gonna protect our own. But man, he know about death. Got him a sense of history. Got religion. See, a dog, man, a dog don't know shit about no birthdays or Christmas or Easter Bunny or none of that shit. One day God gonna come calling, so you know they going through life carefree. But people like you and me, man, we, we, we always guessing, wondering, what if, you know what I mean? So when you say to me, 
hey, I don't think we should be doing this. I got to say, baby, I don't think we need to be doing this neither, but we ain't going to get no move on in this world, lying around the sun, licking our ass all day. I mean, we may. Hey, you a woman, though. We may. So with this said, you tell me what it is you want to do with your life.
getting close, too close up, holding back, over and over, reciting rows in color, and shooting black and white like comfort. Getting close and closer and holding back over and over beside his in color and shooting black and
To not be listening to the things that I told you when my heart and thoughts can no longer hold you. Is this thing getting old to you? To when the nights seem a little colder, when you seem to not be listening to the things that I told you when my heart and thoughts can no longer hold you. Is this thing getting old to you?
politics of loving it. I got mine and this ain't no pantomime and I don't want to move in fake, I want to live in real time. So if we can't bring it back, rewind, I guess it's time.
sound, let the bells ring, let the drums roll, lay out the red carpet, here he comes, America's beloved freedom fighter, Martin Luther King. begin to say to you this afternoon how thrilled I am, and I cannot begin to tell you the deep joy that comes to my heart as I participate with you in what I consider the largest and greatest demonstration for freedom ever held in the United States. And I can assure you that what has been done here today will serve as a source of inspiration for all of the freedom-loving people of this nation. I think that is something else that must be said because it is a magnificent demonstration of discipline. With all of the thousands and hundreds of thousands of people engaged in this demonstration today, there has not been one reported incident of violence.
I think this is a magnificent demonstration of our commitment to nonviolence in this struggle for freedom all over the United States, and I want to commend the leadership of this community for making this great event possible and making such a great event possible through such disciplined channels. Almost 101 years ago, on September the 22nd, 1862 to be exact, a great and noble American, Abraham Lincoln, signed an executive order which was to take effect on January the 1st, 1863. This executive order was called the Emancipation Proclamation. It served to free the Negro from the bondage of physical slavery. But 100 years later, the Negro in the United States of America still isn't free. But now, more than ever before, America is forced to grapple with this problem, for the shape of the world today does not afford us the luxury of an anemic democracy. And the price that this nation must pay for the continued oppression and exploitation of the Negro or any other minority group is the price of its own destruction. For the hour is late. The clock of destiny is ticking out, and we must act now before it is too late. The events of Birmingham, Alabama, and the more than 60 communities that have started protest movements since Birmingham are indicative of the fact that the Negro is now determined to be free. For Birmingham tells us something in glaring terms, it says first that the Negro is no longer willing to accept racial segregation in any of its dimensions. We have come to see that segregation is not only sociologically untenable, it is not only politically unsound, it is morally wrong and sinful. 
I should just give up. Just stop trying. But life is so uncertain. So short. And wherever it takes me, 